0: Welcome to Mind Space Minimal,
1: a podcast exploring the connections between consciousness, lifestyle, wellness, and aesthetics. We're your hosts. I'm Jessica Yatrofsky.
0: And I'm Daniel Ryan. We hope you enjoy this episode.
1: And today we are talking about self-care. Yes, we are. Just checking in. Yeah. Just checking in with you, with us, what's been happening. <laughs> this is more of like a summer self-care check-in, right? Summer now?
0: Yeah. I mean, Oof. <laughs> we were just talking a moment ago about this, but I feel like everything is shifting in real time. So actually checking mm-hmm. in right now is like, I don't know. How was I how was I <laughs> yesterday? How will I be tomorrow? What's what's happening lately? Who am I? So yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. things are changing in real time, real fast.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of curious just off the bat, like yeah. your self-care, does it change in the summer as opposed to like other seasons? Well if it does, I, you what know, does it look like?
0: I don't think of it as self care when I'm by myself, but yeah, I, I mean uh, I try to eat more cooling foods in the summertime when it's warm out and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of correspond with the seasons in nature. Mm-hmm. But I also found like I right now, just to be straight up, my rhythms are completely thrown off. I feel like a not, not completely, you know, I'm not like, you know, cascading or anything. I'm not losing all my money at the casino or acting out mm-hmm. in any way that is particularly damaging or worrying. It's, and, it's also
1: not full summer yet.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, coming into the conversation on self-care today and my just being transparent, uh, you know, I, the for people who are confused or struggling with the transitions that are happening mm-hmm. right now, you know, it's just like, I hear that. I get it. And be, again, I don't want to paint too dramatic a picture because your question was about, my self-care at the moment and mm-hmm. it's like well you know I'm trying to meditate I'm trying to exercise I'm yeah. trying to do the bullet point list of things that we know are good for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also watching certain other trends in my neighborhood around me and just mm-hmm. the, the you know transitions we're all going through as we put quarantine behind us. Anyway, that was a long, rambling answer to your simple question. How are you, no, Jessica? No, that's
1: perfect. And I was sitting here thinking while you were speaking, which is so rude, about how we would have more to talk about if people would fucking sponsor us because there's so <laughs> many tools that we both use that's for true. self-care practices. That's but, true. But um, yeah, I was just thinking like, you know, we ha- we're, there's more light and that's something that I... I love light. So yeah. having light for longer periods of the day is a kind of a self-care. So I try to get out right before the sun sets and just soak in that last bit of vitamin D if it's even there to get and mm-hmm. take walks. Um, but I mean, that's what I love about the summer is that you could just get out in nature in New York in the evening and it not be like you know, steamy hot like it is during the day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, doing my yoga outside instead. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, just the taking of the walks, the cooling foods, like you mentioned, kind of transitioning over to that. But it is a very awkward time, too, because things are opening up, and I I just – I don't feel totally ready for it. I'm still kind of – even though it's summer – and summer's like this extroverted time of year, I still feel very in a cocoon kind of mode, but Mm -hmm. on my own terms. So I'll go out and I'll, you know, walk around or run some errands or just sit out in the grass and just ground. I think like that stuff like that is important and kind of like let myself assimilate back into the world at my own pace. And and see what feels right. Like there was an event that I'm part of in Miami this week, but I didn't go because it just Mm -hmm. didn't feel right. And I'm supposed to be going in December. So I was just like, let's, you know, pump the brakes and not be just like, Oh, you could travel now, so let's go. Like immediately. Like I don't feel that urge to get out in the world, um, in terms of like getting on a plane, but I I definitely do like I, I would love to go to California like as soon as I can. I would definitely like to go to Miami in the winter. So I mean, we'll see. It just it's such a delicate balance too, because I feel that you can be more like open and free in the summer and and, and the energy feels a little bit lighter. But it feels a little intense right now because of what we're just coming out of. So there's this pressure. To do things like since we haven't been doing them like, oh, you got to you got to come out. You should. We want to see you like that kind of energy. And then Mm -hmm. also my birthday is in June. So that's a really big deal for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if it is for other people, but for me, I love birthdays. And, you know, it just feels I don't know. Things feel they don't feel like. I don't want to use the word normal, but they just don't feel in place yet.
0: Well, you know, I heard somebody else say that all of our historical precedents and understandings based on the way things used to be are really, you know, they don't apply anymore. Mm-hmm. They're kind of out the window, which itself is destabilizing.
1: Right. And then
0: also, of course, your birthday is a big deal. hmm. How are you feeling about it this year? What are you planning on doing? What are you comfortable doing?
1: So two things. <laughs> if,
0: how, whatever you want to, we want to, excuse me, whatever you want to share. Of course.
1: Yeah. So I'm turning 40 and I'm so excited about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope I don't have some kind of breakdown or something where I like realize that I'm not excited about it because that's far no. I've been excited about it. <laughs> but um, originally we were going to go to Italy and then Greece with our friends. But that doesn't seem right to do that this year. So we were literally mm. going to celebrate my birthday next year, my 40th birthday next year. So this year I'm just doing dinner with three of my closest girlfriends at um, a place. I'm not going to name places nice because yeah. they don't get my um, endorsement. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going yeah. to a fancy place. Just the, th- the four of us. Um, one of my best that. friends, She's flying in
0: beautiful
1: for my birthday, and then the following week, another me and my other bestie are going to be staying at the TWA hotel. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna do. I'll like- be
0: curious to hear how it is.
1: Have you? You haven't been yet. I
0: ha- I have not been, but my mom was a flight attendant with TWA. Oh,
1: that's so cool.
0: When the real thing existed, and. I have like some old TWA paraphernalia of hers and stuff.
1: (laughs) It's so cool. I can't. And she has,
0: yeah. And as uh, as the real thing too, she has a really emotional response to it. I I asked her about it, and she can't go see it. She's like, you know, I think it would just make me feel sad. I don't. know. really? But doesn't
1: she have good memories of being? She has. She has
0: wonderful memories. In fact, she's still kind of in touch with people that she worked with and the organization. But, yeah, she was just – she felt it would be really nostalgic in a way yeah. that that uh, she, she did not want to feel. And I, I hear that. I was like, you yeah. know, from everything I understand, it's fun, it's kitschy, and it's like an Epcot Center version of something yeah. that, you know – is, is not there anymore
1: it looks cool i mean they really did it, it looks out. really cool like, <laughs> it looks
0: super cool we're yeah. doing
1: they they opened a did you see this a roller skating rink no i didn't yeah see that. an outdoor roller skating rink and okay. um there's a pool there's a yeah. gym there's like yeah. i think there's like a sauna situation i'm not sure i gotta peek into that a little bit further. there's cool
0: design everywhere Gorgeous.
1: so we're like we're yeah. gonna get dressed up we're gonna take beautiful pictures all over the hotel. That's going to be day one. (laughs) So, um, yeah, just me and a girlfriend are going to go and do that for the weekend and just kind of have a girls thing. And then, yeah, I think in terms of doing something like big, um, I've always wanted to have a really big birthday party, like, or a birthday Mm -hmm. celebration or like a a trip travel thing. But I think that that's going to have to wait until next year because also like, I mean, since we're talking about self-care too and just being transparent, I've just been having a lot of anxiety, Mm -hmm. a lot of things that I've been going through and then just the kind of stress of because things are opening back up, I I have some opportunities. I was calling it opportunity fatigue, Uh. like very grateful, right? To have these opportunities. But they're also very stressful coming out of a pandemic and then having these things that you do want to do, you do want to be part of, but you want to be really gentle with yourself and not just jump right back into things. And you really, I think if this time has taught us anything, it's to value our mental health and wellness and really be mindful and aware of the things that are Helping us move towards a, a, a better way of feeling, being our mindset, uh, the people that we surround ourselves with, the communities we're part of, and um, the things that we do with our time. So, kind of being thrust back into certain things can be triggering, and you're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I don't like that, or um, oh, wow, this feels this is a lot of pressure to get these things done on a deadline, and. You know, so kind of trying to assimilate and break back into that is a little bit anxiety provoking for me. Um, I have like a lot of phobia around traveling now. Again, like getting on the train, even getting in a car sometimes. So it's like I'm trying to be gentle and working through that. So like getting out of the house every day is something mm-hmm. that I literally need to do to work towards, you know, progress. <laughs> you know, Mm -hmm. and, and being kind with myself and trying to be more social, even if it's like not in person, like, um, a few times, like my girlfriend and I would do co working, where she would come over here and we would just like work on stuff we had to do together, like basically in silence and then like have lunch together. So that's the kind of self care. I think that I'm, I'm enjoying. Um, and then, you know, Animal energy. I think you saw my Instagram stories and I shared this with you. I was babysitting for my friend's dog and that was really fun. And like that just brought so much healing to me. And like the two days that I had her, I had a little Frenchie with me named Lucy.
0: Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. And she was just so cool to have around, but I was also happy to return her. (laughs) (laughs) because She was a lot of energy, but, um, yeah, and, like, just trying to find little things and not bite off too much. Like, that's the tricky thing about getting back into the, quote, swing of things. Because yeah. if you go full throttle, it's like you're just going to get back into the rat race of that, the the mindset where you spiral eventually. I, I think. Yeah. I'm not trying to be pessimistic here. I'm just being realistic no. realist about my th- – I'm talking about myself.
0: Yeah. If may I interject with just one thought? Yeah. Well, in response to what you just said, as we already mentioned, old models don't really apply anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, So agreeing with you and really recognizing, I mean, I, I think, I think part of what I don't want to speak for the the masses, of course, but, you know, speaking for myself, certainly. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I observed this, at least in my neighborhood around me, this kind of whiplash that we went from everybody inside all the time to some kind of version of quote unquote normal life in a flash, what feels like a flash. It may have been a week or two, but it's still like a really short amount of time after having been inside for over a year and we're all i mean i think there's a collective post-traumatic stress sure. of, of all of it that will be unfolding and you know very decisive for years to come mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I so anyway you know just that this idea that old models really don't apply but they're also all we have yeah. So we. <laughs> so we're just like you know doing the old thing pretending it matters and as you say you know and you really reminded me of three things as i was listening and i'll shut up again in a moment because I, I didn't mean to interrupt why
1: are you. you shutting up this is our podcast i don't know We're i don't supposed know to I interject and interrupt yeah, I, each other
0: i hope i didn't interrupt but uh, no. but uh that the the gentleness and definitely you know depending on what one is motivated by, because not everybody certainly is going to respond to that the same way. Some people need different degrees.
1: Yeah. Certain people are like super stoked, like I'm ready to get out, you know? Sure. And that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And that gentleness backed up with simplicity and consistency. You know, as you mentioned, not biting off too much. And then what we do with repetition, you know, what we do with repetition Coming back to this is a very fast. Well, it feels like it's been fast. So uh, I'm I'm experiencing that too for sure. Although yeah, for me, I, I you know for I it's got this edginess to it, which I try not to think about too much. Mm-hmm. You know, so I. What do you I,
1: mean? I, like you try not to think about it?
0: Well, you know, my family has a great tradition of workaholism. (laughs) And uh you know, finding refuge, finding refuge in my work. As we had a recent conversation about right livelihood and right vocation, the shadow side of that is, you know, finding again, is seeking escape too, also in work at times. Mm -hmm. So so I can do that as a crutch. At times, which I don't like to do
1: Well, work feels familiar, you know, and I think and
0: and it's also productive, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, part of that shadow side too. is like, well, I'm getting things done. I'm working.
1: Yeah. But at what cost? Exactly. If it's at the cost of your mental health or your body, you don't feel well, you feel exhausted, you feel tired, like all of those things. It's like we talk about them all the time. We talk about them with our friends. We talk about the tools we use to get there, the conversations we have with our therapists. And I think that it's the getting to the action and then like you're saying to the repetition. And I feel like and I always say this, that when you do all of these things, you know, in repetition and and you keep repeating over and over again, you really get the cumulative effects of these good practices or, you know, um, new habits or like, you know, or keep keeping up with your good habits. And it's kind of, I mean, I don't feel like I'm searching for new habits. It's like, I'm trying to return back to the things that I know feel good. So sometimes you return to something and you're like, Oh, this doesn't work anymore. Like kind of like society, you know, it's like, you're trying to return to something that doesn't work anymore. That's a bridge that's burnt behind you. You can't go back that that direction and that's fine so it's i think a lot of it is adapting and figuring out what works like for you moving forward and it's kind of led a lot of people to do some serious soul searching but soul searching in ways that have to do with you know jobs just like we were talking on a previous episode about vocation which you just mentioned too and um what was it not vocation it was uh Livelihood. Livelihood. And I can't help but think this article that I came across that was just oh, was so gross. It was like um, something about people being on unemployment and that they were upset, like people shouldn't be on unemployment. And the reason why people are taking time to find employment is because they want to find a job where the employer treats them well.
0: Hmm.
1: So it's like, well... Yeah, they're taking their time to find, you know, the, the, they're trying to find employment in a company within a company that's mm. going to treat them well. And we should give them all the time in the world to find that place to work, <laughs> you know, right. obviously, you know. Yes. And, and I think that we have a serious mental health crisis, like it's out of control and this has only made it worse. And I think that if you you can only, you know, do so much for yourself and there's certain people that they don't have a community and they maybe don't have family that can help them as they're battling through these issues. And I just keep thinking, you know, with the government trying to assist people, but then trying to put them back into maybe terrible work environments. Like, what's that going to look like in a year from now, two years from now? Because people yeah. Are, um the, oh, So in this article that I was reading as well was saying that people have gotten accustomed to working from home because it's serving them in such a way where they can get things done in their life and be far more productive with their job, like within their their work, being at home and also get their personal stuff done, being at home. So it's not like you have to work for eight hours and then you do a commute and then you come home and you have oh, the, the laundry, the kids, the, this, the, that. Now this doesn't work for every person and every household. Certainly mm-hmm. like there are circumstances where maybe people are in abusive situations where like they go to work to seek refuge and, or like the community workplace community, all of that. But I think that what this article was pretty much saying is that, people are not going to take your shit anymore. Like they're going to say, hey, I'm looking for a job or I want to stay in a job only if it's going to be flexible where I can work from home and then maybe come into the office once or twice a week because the rest doesn't work. I mean, you saw, they literally fucking shut down the country. Guess what? Cat's out of the bag. You can do whatever you want with your company. No (laughs) one's telling you what to do. So I just think, you know, I, I, I was talking to a girlfriend the other day and she says, it's great. I mean, she's typically freelance, but she will go into offices sometimes depending on which agency is hiring her for what job. She's like, oh, my God, it's great. Like working from home. She goes, I get up in the morning. I, I have my breakfast. I have my coffee at home. She goes, I get showered, fully dressed. I, I pop some, you know, laundry in the, the laundry machine. I log on. I work for a few hours. I take a little break, put the things in the dryer, use the bathroom, grab a snack, go back to work. She's like, I have all my work done in like four to five hours done right, right? because she's like taking care of herself, taking care of her work, not being distracted by things going on in an office, not being drained by a commute. So there are all these things that are positive for people in certain professions, right?
0: You know, I'm, uh, Yes and Mm -hmm. listening I'm having this thought in this it's really just a continuation in without getting too caught up in the Mm meta-narrative because I am definitely still speaking for myself but I think that in 2019 and you know the the decade prior self-care as we're talking about it today was an abstract term that at the best of times was really difficult to define and to your point and as we're saying it I think now other than again that bullet point list of things we all know is good for us exercise mm-hmm. go for a walk get some sunshine eat food not the fake stuff eat actual food right. not too much of it mostly vegetables you know, so you know these kinds of general almost universal i mean really universal kind of aspects of these are what make these are the habits that make us healthy as human beings Mm -hmm. i think the definition of self-care right now is like what even is that now (laughs) what do we find you know because again those old models no longer working and i keep coming back to what you mentioned a moment ago too about the rat race the uh a very well-known New York City pace of life mm-hmm. that is unsustainable and burning the candle at both ends and not wanting to fall back into that. And, um, and remembering, you know, remembering the cost of that too. It wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago. We were all living that.
1: But people have woken up to their value. Let me tell you, this past yeah. year. And that's Yeah, no, I,
0: and I love that, of course.
1: I had a friend that recently told me, she was just like, so I'm starting my own thing. I'm leaving this company. I was like, oh, my God, that's great. Like, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this. And I was like, yeah. So I, I didn't even have to ask her, like, what brought this on because she just mm. shared it willingly. She goes, you know what? She says, I was having a really rough time working here. And She goes, I asked to just work every other one day because she's in a freelance, Um, not a freelance. She's in a type of career where it's a flex, like schedules are flexible, like you can Mm -hmm. kind of make your own week. And Mm -hmm. she was just like, I was just asking, like, do I have to work every X day? Can I do every other X day? Like she would have a full week of work, right? Alternating. And, they, and she's like, I really need this time because I'm having like health situation and I really want to take care of myself. And they said no. And she was just like, they literally didn't give a fuck. That's what she said to me. She's like, they didn't give a fuck. She goes, and I can't in good conscience stay with a company that can't protect me through my worst That can't stick up for me and be like, if I'm that valuable to this company and you can't let me go every other day, every other week, like one day, she was asking for one day every other week to not be booked fully. I was like, yeah, man, you got got to go because they needed her so bad because she's so amazing at what she does. So don't you want to keep the people that are so valuable to your company happy, right?
0: One would think. It seems like common sense, mm-hmm. doesn't it?
1: I, yes, I, yeah, it's very I, selfish I don't, and gross. I don't know
0: where it breaks down yeah. within the corporate structure, but yes. So
1: now they're going to lose someone who's very amazing and just do it yeah. from the next amazing person that walks in the door and... So I think what's what's good about this is that people have woken up to their value. I mean, not that they weren't aware that they had value and were very talented and and, and very needed in their positions, but they're taking action on it now. They're not saying, oh, you know, they don't value me, but I'm going to stay here because the money's good. Right. Yada, yada. Like, they're yeah, actually yeah. leaving and saying, no, actually, you didn't hear. You're not listening to me. I don't just need a day off to go party or something. Like, I'm not feeling well. And if I don't feel well, I'm probably going to end up quitting or getting sick or something else. So I, I think that's why I say, it. I mean, I'm sure it's a, it, it, well, we know that it's an epidemic, And there are a lot of companies that do do a lot of things for their employees to try to make sure their mental health and well-being is on the up and up. But for the most part, most companies are not. And when I read that article about how unemployment was just like, people are not getting back to work because they're taking time to look for good jobs. It's like, (laughs) what?
0: And it's framed as a worker shortage.
1: Right. It's like, treat the workers better. We should all be treated with dignity and respect and human kindness. So, you know, that that worries me a little bit too, like getting back out there and and feeling like I, I, I want to be valued and I want to be able to take care of myself and work but not work so hard that I'm falling back into that rat race mentality that New York can be. And I feel like New York is just... Can't wait to get back to that. You know, like they just can't wait. And I I, I have no interest in it. I'm over it.
0: Yeah. I'm with you, sister. Let's mm-hmm. opt out. Yeah. So as a final thought from me on self-care today, I have a, a quote from Rumi mm. that I would like to share with you. And it is, one of the marvels of the world, the sight of a soul sitting in prison with the key in its hand shall i read it again yeah one of the marvels of the world the sight of a soul sitting in prison with the key in its hand
1: okay so can you just tell me what you think that means (laughs) and then we'll end this episode
0: (laughs) sounds good yeah you know, one of the marvels of the world i mean he's setting it up and i don't have the larger poem mm-hmm. or prose that this is from and rumi for those who don't know is a persian poet who lived as i'm seeing here between the years of 1207 and 1273 wow yeah you know, which is a long life he's for that he's dead
1: time. as fuck <laughs> he is he's
0: that too but he's alive he is that too and he's saying one of the marvels of the world is the sight of a soul sitting in prison. So it's, it's imprisoned, but it also has the key in its hand. The sight of a soul sitting in prison with the key in its hand. So it can let itself out of the cell at any time. Ultimately, it's kind of, it's jailer, it's warden, and the prisoner all at the same time. Mm. So it, it's a little bit of a, a play or a parable about getting in our own way. Mm-hmm. and keeping parts of ourselves or ourselves imprisoned and i think it came to mind for me as we were talking just coming back to this idea of old models mm-hmm. no longer applying old models there's there's a lot of philosophy that is existential and abstract and then there's some very concrete systems Uh, analysis and understanding that's at play here that to actually to use old models that no longer apply it can be a force of great destruction Mm -hmm. and can keep us imprisoned in the past in a way that no longer exists in the world we just keep playing it out Mm -hmm. like A bad recording or a a skipping record or something. Well so
1: to quote Ghostbusters. Do it. I'm the key master. And we need to remember that too, because we do hold the keys. So
0: who's Gozer in the or Gozar (laughs) in this play? I
1: don't know. (laughs) I feel like we have the power and people have woken up to seeing that we've woke up to a lot of things this past few years and i i feel optimistic i just feel like moving gently through the world and navigating in a gentle manner i think is is going to be my key that i'm going to use for the next foreseeable future
0: you are the key master Mm -hmm. thank you very much for listening to this episode of mind space minimal
1: take care guys us at MindSpaceMinimal.com and email us at MindSpaceMinimal at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.